importance of dating and freely getting to know a person is what can make or break a long-term relationship. That's why we don't want to be in a hurry. We want to take the time to get to know a person first. to Family Planet 365. I am your host, Melina Jackson, and I am so glad to be here with you this week. How are you? How is everything going? How is the family? Are you all ready for Halloween? I cannot believe it is already the end of October. Actually, I can't believe it because as we know, time just goes by so fast. That's why I always encourage parents with little ones to just enjoy it. Even if you're not getting the sleep, and I know I'm coming in strong right now because I just started the show and I'm already giving y'all pointers, but I can't help it. Um, But with time flying and goes by so fast, like really enjoy this time because you're going to look up and they are going to be in high school before you know it. I promise you, you might be in the, in the throes of things like, you know, they're, they're not sleeping, your, your, your sleep training, your potty training, enjoy it. Because it goes by really fast, just like the days of the year. And here we are, the end of October. Are you ready for Halloween? Um, You know, I haven't dressed up for Halloween since I was eight. So I've never been that type of person like, oh, I got to get my Halloween costume. Just never was really into that, you know. Did it as a kid because in school, you know, you dress up and everything. But growing up, I it just kind of fell away. Like I was never really into like, oh, what is going to be my costume? I always encourage my kids to dress up and they're slowly just like, you know, I don't want to do that this year. Um, You know, you see on the social media, a lot of the families, how they get together and they do like a whole family costume. I've always admired those families that do that. I've never desired to do that because through those pictures, I can just see the chaos behind the scenes. You know, the part that you don't see where the mom is driving all around town trying to find the pieces or having to order these things and get everybody into the Halloween costume and ready to go. I desire, I do not desire that, but I do admire the effort and I admire the creativity when I see it and I enjoy it. So thank you. If you are one of those families who really go all out and go all in, the family is coordinated. I love it. Keep doing it that makes you happy, do it. I love it. Take lots of pictures, do videos because that's the stuff that's going to get you through, you know, 30 years from now. So what are we up to? So we are continuing my series on long-term marriage and everything in between. We are on part four this week and I'm super um, stoked to share with you um, as we get into the dating process, right? Like how is looking back all these years ago, how the dating process is what kind of is keeping me stable now, believe it or not. And I I think this is so important because today's generation does, they, they take dating lightly, you know, because we have, you know, the phones, 
you can do a lot of, you could swipe, you could be on these, um, you could text message, but there's just something about being face to face in person and actually like taking time to be on a date that really does help you down the road, um, in a long-term relationship and a long-term marriage. So I want to talk um, to you about that today, but before I do, let's get into our news and noteworthy section. All right. Have you heard Britney Spears memoir is, has been released October 24th. It released. Now I have not read it yet, but I will read it because, you know, I was pleasantly surprised when, um, this is a good story. I, um, you know, I'm a Whitney Houston fan. I love Whitney Houston since the third grade. Um, the greatest love of all was like my song. Every time I was in a talent show, that was a song I did. Um, I perform, performed and it was just so refreshing to see someone who looked like me as when I was a child, you know, be so talented and beautiful. So Whitney Houston will always hold that special place in my heart. But I don't know if you remember, I think it was like in 2019, her friend Robin came out with a book about Whitney called, um, shucks, it escapes me now. What is it called? A Song for You. It was a, it's a book. It's called A Song for You. It's basically, it's basically Robin's memoir about her relationship with Whitney. And, you know, I was like, I remember telling my husband, like, that sounds pretty good. I might read that. So I didn't think nothing of it. And then Christmas rolls around and he gets me the book for Christmas. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I didn't say I wanted the book, but okay, I'll read it. I cracked it open. Oh my gosh, what a treat. If you have not, if you are a Whitney Houston fan and you just for whatever reason have not read Robin's A Song For You, I highly recommend it. It was so nice. Um, Like, you know, the Whitney biography came out or the movie came out um, last, I went to see it last Christmas. It wasn't as good as Robin's book, okay? Let me just say that. And plus, I'm, if you're a reader, you can appreciate that because, you know, in, a, in books, there's more detail versus when you watch a movie. The movie was okay. I mean, I like I said, I'm a Whitney Houston fan, so I, there's not much negative talk that you're going to hear from me about anything they put out about her because I just enjoy that her, her talent and how she just kind of just loved life, if you will. But the book was amazing. And my husband would just be like, wow, you're still reading. And I would just like literally like look forward to that time to just snuggle on the sofa and just read for like an hour. And it was just like watching a movie, all the things I didn't know, all the things that just were said, but just weren't as deeply said about Whitney. I appreciated it. So fast forward to now, Britney Spears has a memoir. I am ready. So tomorrow I am going to go to Barnes and Noble because usually I will order it off Amazon, but I want to actually go into the bookstore and get the hardcover and open it up and just probably have like a nice, uh, I don't know, a chai tea or something and just sit there and read, just start my reading. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, now usually I read on my Kindle, but see, I read every day and I, I study. I, it's not really reading, it's studying because I'm not a non I'm not a fiction reader. I'm a nonfiction reader, but my Kindle is more for like learning versus 
I was thinking, I was telling my husband, I was like, I really think I want to, I'm going to go buy the book because I just want that time like I had with Whitney's book, you know, just in my lap, being able to crack it open and enjoy filling the pages and getting all the tea because I hope Britney spilled a lot of tea. But one of the things I, you know, a lot of people are like dropping spoilers and stuff. So I'm trying to like stay away from that because I just want to read it and have my own point of view and get my own insight. But I really didn't like that she put it out there about her and Justin, how he made her have an abortion and all that stuff. And usually when that happens, I'm like, let me go to his page. I want to see what people are saying. And now they're like, you know, reading him for filth or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, it's interesting how people do that. Like that was so many years ago and I'm not, you know, condoning it. I'm not, you know, like saying he was right or she was wrong or whatever, but I'm just like, you know, everybody has something in their past that they probably wish wasn't in their past and celebrities are no different. So why would you go there? Like some people's like, I hope you die. You're about to get your day and stuff like that. It's like, really? Okay. Cause Justin, for all intents and purposes, he's a nice, I, I like him as an artist. I think he's talented. I think he's funny and I'm not getting ready to judge because you know, him and Brittany were together and, he didn't, wasn't ready to be a father. I don't, that's, I, that's really none of my business. I mean, I'm going to read about it, but I'm not going to judge. You know what I'm saying? Just like with Whitney, I did walk away from that book thinking, man, I wonder if Whitney was free to be with Robin as her girlfriend, like everybody can do today. How would things have been different for her? Because you know, with her mom being, her parents being very religious and stuff, they just really didn't support that relationship. And I think Whitney, I really do believe, hold on my phone, sorry about that. I really believe that Whitney probably felt some kind of way, you know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I be with the person that I love? And then she had to go and be with Bobby or not saying she didn't love Bobby, but I know her first choice was Robin. Um, hold on, I'm texting my daughter. She was trying to FaceTime me. We'll call you back. Um, anyway, so that was the only judgment that I had, um, from Whitney, but I mean, I get it cause we were in a different time and now, you know, you can be with whoever you want to be with, right? But Whitney didn't have that choice. And so I think that played a big role in her early death, if you will. I mean, you know, I'm not looking for an excuse or anybody to blame, but I'm just thinking how would things have been different for her had she had the opportunity to love who she wanted to love publicly? So back to Brittany. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, one of the things that um, I was riding my Peloton and um, Cody Rigsby, shout out to Cody, um, Cody Rigsby. He was saying, he played a Britney Spears song. And he was like, oh my gosh, the Britney Spears memoir is coming out. I cannot wait, whatever. He was talking about it too. It was like last week. And he was like, you know what? Looking back guys, we didn't appreciate Britney Spears enough. You know, when she was singing her songs, we was like, she's not doing enough. She's not enough. She's not doing enough. And now looking back, she was doing the most, but we just did not appreciate what she was bringing to the table. And I would say I appreciated it. I was all about like all of her songs. I loved her style. I loved her dance. I like how she danced. I just liked everything about Britney Spears. I really did. Like I really 
just, I was there. I stand for Brittany, right? So I don't think I was ungrateful. I was grateful. I loved her. Like I, I'm just like, whatever. Um, but like now she's kind of, it's kind of weird. Like, I'm like, you know, I was on a post on for social media. Like, why is it that when people are like really successful, why do they get weird? Does anybody know? I know this is, I mean, you're listening to family planet 365, but I, I just have a question. Like, why do they get weird? Like Kanye West, like, can you just be talented and cute and rich and just live your life? Like, why do we have to get weird? I don't want you to get weird. You know, I was even thinking about Jay-Z. Like, um, I just saw that there's an interview. Gail King is going to be interviewing Jay-Z and just even with him talking, like I could tell Gail was kind of like uncomfortable because he's, I guess Jay-Z's like larger than life now only because of Beyonce, you know, we could argue about that later, but it's like, even Jay-Z's not as cool as he was. It's kind of just like, he's not weird, but he's just like, He's not who he was. And I know people get older, so maybe that's it. But it's not given what it gave back in the day. Like, just be easy, you know? So, even with Britney, it's like her... I don't even follow her on social media because it's just weird. Like, it's just it's just weird. And I'm like, why can't you just have success and just enjoy that success and live a normal life for the most part? So, anyway, I will definitely check back in with you guys once I read the memoir I will be starting it tomorrow and it'll probably, I don't know how many pages it is, but it'll probably take me about two weeks because again, I'm not going to like read it until I'm done. I'm going to take, I just like to take small bites, enjoy it. It's like watching a movie. Like sometimes I don't watch a movie all the way through. I might watch 10 minutes and then pick it up the next day or a few days later, whatever. So I'm going to do that. Um, Halloween plans. We talked about that. That was on my news and noteworthy. What are the top costumes this year? I don't know. From what I see, a lot of people now, they just kind of go as a moment, right? A moment in time. So like if there, I saw where um, someone was like, oh, this is a good costume where Taylor Swift is in the, um, in the box at the game and she has like on a jersey. So people are like, they're going to go as that. So I've seen a lot of the like costumes as a moment, um, that's pretty cool. So I'll definitely be looking out and seeing who's like most creative and just enjoying that. Um, we aren't going to go trick or treating. My girls already have plans to be with their friends. So, um, I'll just be here giving out candy and, um, me and the hubs, I used to do like a nice little Halloween spread for us though. Uh, you know, when, the, even when the kids were here and they would go trick or treating, we'd still just do that. So I'm just kind of really at this point doing things for me. Because we used to do spooky night every Saturday night, every Friday or Saturday night in October. So what that means is we would show, we would watch a scary movie together as a family and we'll have snacks. Guys, we haven't done a spooky night in two years, but I still do spooky nights. I just do it with myself though. So I'll watch, I've been watching scary movies now, like for the last two months (laughs) and it's been really lovely. So even on Halloween night, um, if it's just me and the hubs, that's cool. I always enjoy it. I'll have a scary movie going and, you know, I always decorate nice for Halloween and stuff. So it's fun. You know, you just, that's what I'm telling you. Enjoy this time. Enjoy, you know, fighting the kids to get in their costumes and stuff because that time is so fleeting and it will go by so fast. And before you know it, that little, little Sarah, who is three is going to be with her friends. She's not going to want to be with you. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no reason to feel upset or sad or, you know, taken for granted. It's just, it's a different, it's a, a new, um, what is it? Not new chapter, but we are in a different time. Like it's a new time. It's, it's, it's a different, um, we're, we're moving along. Right. And that's good. So, um, or maybe your kids will always be with you. I don't know, but I'm just saying whatever, wherever you are in the stage of parenthood, enjoy it, enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that's the Halloween plans. So you are listening to family planet three, six, five. I am your host, Melina Jackson. We are talking about long-term marriage and everything in between part four. We are on part four guys. Can you believe it? You all are so good. And I'm actually, cause I see in my notes, it's saying season three. I just want to check. Have you all subscribed? Like, are you subscribed to family planet 365 as far as do you know when a new episode comes up? Please do that if you haven't already so that you don't have to come looking for it. We'll find you. So as soon as it's updated, then the, um, they'll let you know, right? They'll let you know that it's updated. Now, you know what? And this is, I'm going on a tangent a little bit. I have a podcast I really love, um, with Melissa Beck from real world OGs like years ago, guys, if you don't know what I, if you know, you know. But they haven't recorded their podcast since August. And I know I'm not one to talk because I was gone for like five years. <laughs> okay. But I'm just surprised because they, the last episode, they were like, oh, we'll be back. You know, we're going to take a quick hiatus. Like, oh, we're going to take a break. And it's been September, two months. And I, was, I thought it would be like three weeks or a month, but I hope they come back. Anyway, I'm just saying that because don't you hate it? Like you get caught up, like you really start liking a podcast and then they ghost you. I mean, I'm going to try not to do that again, but I understand like podcasting is not as hard as it used to be because I don't know if you all noticed, but you used to have to record a podcast on the phone. Like I literally had to call in. There was this, my first software was called Talk Shoe, and this was in 2007, I think. Yeah, 2007. I used Talk Shoe, and if you look up Talk Shoe, you could probably find my first ever podcast and I had to record it on the phone. So what I'm trying to say is it's not as hard to record a podcast today as it used to be. So there really isn't an excuse not to record. That's the, that's how I, that's how I hype myself up. Right. So even now, like, I'm like, Oh, am I recording this week? I have the notes. Am I doing it? Okay. You know what? I'm good. I'm good. Let me promote, promote. And then I'll report. So like you could repromote the episode you did last week to make sure your listeners are still engaged and then come back. So that's, I'm trying to stay consistent because it just helps with like the algorithm and, you know, building up the catalog because, um, we decided that after so many episodes, that's when the season will end. So I got to get 24 episodes in to get a complete season and then start the next season. Right. So I, I believe I'm at 16 now. I'm not sure I count, but so I'm trying to stay consistent. So why did I start talking about that? Oh, because I was trying to say like, oh, I want you all to subscribe and I want you to leave a five-star review. If you've been listening to this podcast, please, please, please go on um, Apple Apple iTunes and leave a five-star review. Tell us why you enjoy listening to the show because um, that helps and it's it's nice and it, it helps people find us. So anyway, I want to get into 
this week's topic. Okay. So we are talking about long-term marriage and everything in between. Now, why is this important to me? I wanted to share this story with you because not a lot of people talk about being married for over 20 years. I've been married 22 years and I can say I have enjoyed it every step of the way. Now, it has not always been easy. Nothing ever really is. There have been times I'm like, did I make the right choice? Like, am I done? Like, should we keep going? Because it's it, it the, the longer you stay, the easier it gets. And then you start thinking, is there more out there for me? Like, is this it? Really? And so that's why I think it's important to like have this conversation because you never really hear people talking about when they've been married for a long time. You hear people talking about dating. You hear people talking about divorce or you hear them talking about new being newlyweds. But what about when you've been with the same person since you were 21? I'm speaking for myself. Since I was 21 years old, I'm now 46. You do the math. And it does involve a little, um, you have to constantly be evolving. I really believe that's part of the challenge for a lot of couples um, when they've been together for a long time. It's like, if you're not constantly evolving, you will get bored. You will be like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm ready to move on because you're looking for something. But when you're constantly evolving, you realize that there's nothing to look for because everything you want is already here with you in you, right? That's deep. I know it. (laughs) So let me get, let me pick up where I I left off the last time. So in the last episode, we talked about the first date, which was really cool. We went to the Outcast concert at Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee. Give it up for Fisk, which is a historically black college and university, HBCU. And they were in the gym and it was a lovely time, a lovely time. Andre 3000, big boy. They were literally right there. Okay. Hey, and get this. Do you remember the last episode I told you were grits? open for outcast it was like this hip-hop christian group in nashville and i had briefly had a thing with the lead rapper stacy well get this i wasn't looking i promise you i was not looking for this i was following i followed this stylist stylist jay bolin who i love his clothes by the way shout out to um jay bolin and um he styled an artist for the dove awards which is a Christian awards that takes place in Nashville. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I saw where it said Grits performed and they won an award. And I was like, oh my gosh, serendipity. I just spoke, talked about Grits on my last episode. So then I went down this rabbit hole and I went to Grits Instagram page and I saw my boy and he looks okay. He's aging okay. Like he's okay. Like he looks like, cause he gotta be like, I think he was about three years older than me. So That'll put him at 49, I think. He may have been a little bit older because he's he's getting a little bit older now. He looks older than what he really is probably. But I didn't Google like how old he is or anything. But from what it looks like, he's married and stuff. So that was good, good to see him. And I, it kind of brought back brief memories because like I said, we, didn't, we weren't together long or like it was never really deep like that. It was like we was trying to make something happen, but it just never could for whatever reason. So it was funny that that came up and I was like, wow, they're still 
rocking and rolling. Like they're still a group and still rapping. They're at the Dove Awards. They got an award. So they're still active. So that's pretty noble. I like that. So congratulations to them. But I just thought it was funny because I just mentioned them in the last um, episode talking about how they opened up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to talk to him. But um, anyway, so we went to the our first date was the Outcast concert. Pretty cool. Um, get dropped off home. Nothing. You know, didn't talk to him for a while. I think I went off on because um, it was in November. So I came home for Thanksgiving. No big deal. Like. Didn't even, because remember, there were no cell phones. This is in 1998. So we didn't have cell phones. There was no Facebook. So once you leave a person, you leave them. Like, you're not going to see them unless you, like, really go up above and beyond trying to call them, do the thing. They got to pick up on the other line, that kind of thing. So when I came home for Thanksgiving, didn't, um, you know, didn't think anything of it. And then I believe um, I went back to school because I had finals that December. And he did reach back out to me and he was like, oh, so what are you doing for the holidays? And I said, oh, I'm just going home. You know, it was good to talk to him because I hadn't talked to him since our date, our first date. And he was like, oh, well, let me know if you want to get together or whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. And guys, you know, I really need to fact check this with my husband, but I want to say he came to Birmingham during the Christmas break. He didn't come on Christmas. He came like after a few days after Christmas. Hmm. Can't remember. Cause all I remember is he was like, I got something for you for Christmas. And I was like, Oh, I didn't get you anything, you know, but he's like, I got something for you. And I was in Birmingham. He was in Nashville. So that was just three hours away. So I want to say he drove to my parents' house, but I can't remember if he met my parents that early, cause that would have been only like our second encounter and I wouldn't have had to meet my parents. So I don't know, but I just remember he got me something for Chris. You know what? I don't remember. I know he got me like this, um, bath and body works spray it was apple spray from bath and body works. It was like a basket and I still had a basket. It's cute. It was like a white basket. You know how they put up, put together like the holiday gifts and stuff. So he got me that and I want to say he didn't come down. I think that I must have, I think he invited me to a holiday party or something. He invited me to a holiday party. Okay. So I'm going to stop pretending like I don't remember or stop letting you know that I don't remember. So this can flow better because it's going to mess up your listening. But anyway, he invited me to a holiday party and I think that's when he gifted me. So I drove from Birmingham to Nashville to go to this holiday party with him because he was a captain in the army and they were having their Holloway, you know, their holiday um, ball or gala. And so that was cool. I was like, what am I wearing? Oh my gosh. You know, and my mom and I were excited. Like, oh, this is so fun. You get to go, you know, go to like a formal date or whatever. And so that was nice. And that was my first time going like to his house because he had a house in Nashville, which was really cool. Like, dang, he got a house. Now, mind you, he was renting it, but still like not an apartment, a house. Okay. So he, um, I went to his, I drove to Nashville to go to this holiday party, which was really cool. We had a great time. He was introducing me as his friend, Melina. And that was perfectly fine. No, no, um, love lost, no heart. No, no, I wasn't, you know, shook or anything about that. Cause that's what we were. 
and they were like, oh, nice to meet you, you know, and they were like, well, he's never brought any, like, um, he's never brought anyone here before, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, and so that's when he gave me the holiday basket, and that was great, and then he was like, so what are you doing for New Year's, and I was like, oh my God, all this planning, like, little did I know, and he still does that, like, I wake up, what's your day looking like, dude, let me wake up first, I don't know what my day is looking like, like, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to enjoy my morning, and then I'm going to plan. So he's still like that. And it is a great skill to have because when we travel, like I literally just show up. (laughs) I just show up and he has the agenda, the itinerary, all the things. I'm like, okay. So anyway, so he's like, what are you doing for New Year's? And I was like, I don't know. Or the New Year. Because you're not supposed to say New Year's. It's New Year. What are you doing for the New Year? And I said, I don't know. I don't have any plans for the new year. I usually just go to the club, you know, with my friends, which has always been fun. And he was like, well, do you want to go to California? I said, for what? Cali, where? Where? California? I haven't been to California. Why would I go to California? He was like, no, it'll just be fun, you know? And I was like, what? Dude, this is crazy. California? He said, yeah, we can go to California. And so I've never been to California, guys. And I was like, okay. Okay, um, yeah, when will we go? He said, well, if the new year is on um, December 31st, so we want to be able to hang out. So we should leave out on the 30th, like at least fly in on the, get in on the 30th. So we'll have the 31st and then we can come back on the 2nd. So I was like, okay. So um, I came back to Birmingham and um, packed some things. And my parents were like, where are you going? I said, well, I'm going to California really yeah he want to go to california okay he made plans i was like i guess so come to find out he had a friend um shout out to renee who was in our wedding renee was living in california so it was going to be good to hook up with renee because renee they were in the army together and um renee was stationed or i think it was stationed in california and so we flew into la and it was so beautiful guys this is 1998 and um, we had a hotel, a hotel room, and it was a beautiful hotel. It was nice. We drove into uh, San Diego and, like, went to the beach and stuff. Renee was with us. It was so fun. I was like, wow, this is so pretty. Now, mind you, I didn't know I was going to be living in L.A., you know, years later with the same dude. I did not know that. That was my first time in L.A. And um, we did all the things. We went to Hollywood um, Walk of Fame, went to Chinese Man's Theater, went to Chinatown did all the tourist things on the 30th, um, went to San Diego, it was, it was all over the place. And then we, um, there was a party we were going to go to and it was so fun. It was on the promenade. And, um, and I remember they just kept saying tonight, we're going to party like it's 1999. Mm-mm. That's my print. If you don't know. And it was just so timely. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is the most fun I have had. And like all my life, I've never, I've never experienced anything like this. So let me fast forward. Cause I don't want to get into the dating part. Let's move on. Right. So why does this matter? This matters because little did I know this was creating the foundation for what I was going to need to build the relationship on because it's the moments like these that make the relationship and the bond stronger, right? That's why I think, you know, 
while I tell my kids, I don't want you dating one person for a long period of time while you're young, because you need to date different people so you can get an idea of what it is that you prefer. Cause I know that's what I did. But once you come of age and you, you'll know when it's right for you, the right time for you, you do want to take the time to date. Cause a lot of people now are just, they meet somebody. Oh my God, that's my husband. And then you're married like in, you know, six months. I don't think you should be engaged for like over a year or two, but I think you need to spend time doing things together to understand what it is that you, you know, what, where you're weak, I'm strong. Like, I I know that's like really the big saving grace for my relationship is because literally where I'm weak, he's strong, where he's strong, I'm weak. Okay. And that's how that's the yin and the yang. And that's how it, it, it balances out. It balances out. And I don't take that lightly because that's literally a match made in heaven. Right. And so I want to encourage you if you are in a relationship or, you know, maybe you are going through a divorce or you hope to remarry or you hope to whatever, do take the time to get to know who you are. Cause I was never afraid to be alone. Like I'm, I'm not afraid of being alone. I love my own company loves it prefer it most of the time but do not be afraid to take your time even if you're in a long-term marriage and it might be you know rocky like I said it's not gonna be like peaches and cream all the time but it's like take your time to step back and be like okay what can I do to add to we want to add to the relationship right because that's the, that's the stuff that's going to get you through anything, anything. Now, let me just preface this by saying, I think a deal breaker in many ways is if there's physical or verbal abuse or, um, I wouldn't say cheating, but I want to use another word. What's the other word? When you're not, um, when you're not faithful, you're unfaithful. I think it's important to understand that, um, you want to be, we have to have that. That's like, that's gotta be solid, right? We want to make sure that both of us are faithful and that there's no physical. We're not putting hands on each other. And we're not saying hurtful things to each other. And I'm going to tell you that comes with time because you, as you get older, you mature. That's why a lot of times I feel like it's a disservice. If you are with someone who's not verbally abusing you, they're not physically abusing you and they're not unfaithful that we throw in the towel. I think it's a disservice because Truly, as you get older, you get better. At least that's how it should be. Because remember, you are evolving. You should, if you're evolving, you won't have relationship issues. Because as you evolve, it's like you're focusing on yourself. So you're not really searching for anything. Because everything you want is already here. So 
I know that was one of the things that really got us to the engagement because we dated for a little over a year. And I remember, um, I remember the moment I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm ready to not date other people in this process. And I remember, um, telling my, um, he was just my hookup really. We, we dated in high school and he went to college, but we would just, you know, hang out and stuff. And I remember telling him like, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to be able to hang out with you anymore because I'm actually about to go into this relationship. Like I'm about to commit. And he was like, for real. I think I mentioned this last time. I was like, really? And I said, yeah, I think this is, this is the one, like, this is the one I want to, I want to see how far this will go. And he said, okay. You know, and I didn't play games. I was never that tight. Like, I'm not going to teeter totter. I'm going to make a decision and stick to it. I don't, I don't like a lot of back and forth. I don't like a lot of up and down. Um, so I made that decision and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because you just know, but again, that knowing comes from being in tune to who you are. Okay. And that's one of the things that I highly encourage couples to do, you know, to really get in tune to who you are, get to know who you are and get to love who you are. Because when you have that, it's unshakable. And all it does is add to whatever comes into your orbit. It adds to it, right? And so that's why, and that's how you're able to stay in these long-term relationships or, you know, have a fulfilling, because you could be in long-term and do miserable, but have a fulfilling relationship because when you are happy with you, then really nothing else really matters. I mean, you, you attract who you are. I think I told you this in the first episode. I said, you know, I've gotten to the point where when I meet a woman who is single, within 30 seconds, I can tell you why. And the same thing with a guy. I usually am really good. I can pick up on cues. Like I know why. And, um, I know that's why I'm still married because I can pick up on the cues. Like I know why it's still working. And part of it is because when you are constantly evolving, I'm not the same person I was when we recorded the last episode because you're constantly evolving. If you're not growing, you're dying. So I would say long-term marriage and everything in between starts with getting to know yourself. And getting in tune to who you are and constantly evolving. You don't stay stagnant. You're evolving because when you do that, it makes for a happier person. And when you are happy inside, you're going to attract that. Like there's, you're not going to be happy inside and have a terrible relationship. It just, it doesn't work. That's like a lemon tree trying to get a lemon tree to produce mangoes. It doesn't work. You produce and you attract who you are. So that's the hidden message in all of this, really. I mean, we really don't have anything else to talk about, truly. But in hindsight, in learning, because I'm constantly learning, I always say I'm a student for life. There's never, oh, I already know that. I'm constantly learning. And that is part of the gift because I really feel like 
relationships and marriage, it teaches you about yourself if you're doing it right. And that's what we're going to pick up on on the next episode. We're going to talk about how to know if you're doing it right. Because if you are, then you're just going to keep moving forward. You're going to keep progressing and it's going to feel good. It's going to feel good in the process because remember, as you're evolving, that's progress and progress feels so good. And that's why it's important to stretch yourself and to stretch your outlook and to not keep everything in a box because that's no fun. We are the highest form of creation and we are here to create. And part of that creation is working on yourself. And I'm going to tell you in the next episode how I came to that, to that perspective very early in my marriage, because had I not learned that I probably would have divorced within year three because that shit was hard. It was hard, but I got a gym, just like the gym about the business card, you know, and you know, you meet a guy, ask for his business card. Don't find a piece of paper and write your number on it and tear it off. No, ask him for his card. That was a gym. I found another, I had another gym drop and I get that from Amanda Seals. If you listen to Amanda Seals podcast, she always goes, gym dropping, gym dropping, gym dropping. And I love that. So I got another gym drop within, I think it was the, did I say the second year of marriage or like the, it was the first few years and it was a lifesaver. So I'm going to pick up on that in the next episode. So just to recap, long-term marriage and everything in between really is about evolution and it's about you evolving as a person because you cannot stay the same person that you were at the altar If you're trying to make it to 20 plus years, 50 years, whatever, you must always be evolving. Now, this is some new age stuff because the couples who've been married like 50 some years, you know, they kind of been separated, but they still together. We're not talking about that kind of relationship. That's not the kind of long-term marriage I'm um, endorsing here. I'm endorsing the long-term marriage. Like you enjoy your partner. Like my partner is fun. Like we enjoy each other. It's fun to be with him. It gets on my nerves, vice versa. But we're together. Like we're not together and separated. Like we're not talking about that. So this is new age and it's about evolution. Evolution. Okay. Because when you're evolving, nothing gets old. Everything's new. It's a new age, a new heaven, a new earth. Right. So take that to the bank because that's in everything. And that's who we are. That's why we were, that's the gift and the magic of being a human being. So anyway, that's my podcast for this week. We are talking about long-term marriage and everything in between. If you haven't already, leave a five-star review on iTunes so people can find us. Share this podcast. Visit us on Instagram under Family Planet 365 Let me know what you took away from this week because now we're starting to get a little deeper. We went with the fun stories. Oh my God, you know, 
that was great. But now let's start getting deeper because now I want to start telling you about the, the challenges, you know, the challenges that we have. But first, let's be clear that we are evolving. So what used to upset me 10 years ago is not going to upset me now because I'm not even the same person. You get it? You see? You see how you're uh, you're renewed? Yes, yes, yes. It's important. So I am so glad that you tuned in with me this week. I want you to have a wonderful um, weekend and a very safe and memorable Halloween. And I look forward to being back with you very, very soon. And we are going to go to part five of long-term marriage and everything in between. And I can't wait to share more with you. You are listening to Family Planet 365. I am your host, Melina Jackson. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget, you can have it all. Bye for now.